Hi folks, this is Gabriel, we're going to make this part 5 of the banana bread part 2, or part B, however you want to say it, <laughs> okay, so, we I reached the master suite, like I said, the closet in and out and the bed positioned at the opposite wall. And in the middle of that, there was a bank of windows, which it was dark out now. And she had every single window wide open. Of course, there were screens and she wanted the night air. I, ex I understand that, but... The shades were not drawn. It's like, what are you putting on the show? In one hand, you have a mastectomy. In the other hand, what do you want? You don't think people can see you? Especially, you, I'll bet you a hundred bucks there's a weirdo there somewhere. I'll bet you. There always is on every block. They say there's a drug dealer on every block. You got one of the weirdos on every block, too. You know, you just got to find out who it is, and, you know, that's where you put the bag of poop. <laughs> I set it on fire. No, no, I'm just, folks, I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> okay, it occurred to me that the bed had no, there was no covers on it. She knew I was coming. There was no sheets on there. It's like there was a pile of sheets like the dog had been humping them. No kidding. It was his own personal playground on there. It was terrible, and lo and behold, he jumps up there and gets all excited, running around, starts humping on this pillow. Well, I know who he used that pillow tonight. You know, normally, if I'm going to um, make love, I make sure that the atmosphere is the, conducive to what I'm attempting to do, you know. I mean, I want to give you the full Monty. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we proceeded to the shower and left the dog doing his thing. My goodness, that was a horny dog. And we went to the bathroom and... The shower, and the shower was a gang shower, and uh, it was uh, half the size of the suite, master suite. It was enormous. What do you need a bathroom that big for? I don't know. Anyways, it had a shower. 
as soon as you walked in, and then and the next wall was a bank of mirrors with a double-sided, you know, double sink with beautiful brass fixtures. There also, there was a bidet next to that, and then the toilet, and then the a soaking tub after that, and the towels just strewn everywhere, on the floor, on the counter, uh, makeup everywhere, toys and makeup, and I realized... Uh, I told you the bathroom for the kids. Now, this room looked as bad, not as bad. I mean, you could walk in there at least, but it was pretty bad. You know, anyways, I was feeling really a sense of disappointment, and I was being turned off just by the state of the house I have ODC. Thank God one of my buddies gave me that little blue pill, Viagra. Okay, I said it out loud, Viagra. Okay. And I brought it along just in case, and I had a black T-shirt on and like a Hawaiian shirt over that and some nice jeans on, pressed, and... I kept it hidden in my pocket discreetly, waiting for the right moment. So, I had been working all day. If you listened to the two episodes ago, and this, we went back downstairs, and I asked her, can I get a glass of water? And when she opened the fridge door to get me some ice, I popped it in my mouth and put it, you know, I hid it over in my gums. It's terrible taste. And I thought, oh, boy, what have I gotten myself into? And she came and gave me the water, and I drank it right down. I had... um what do you call that between my teeth? Uh, um, banana bread with almonds and uh, or walnuts. And they were, and I was picking my teeth. I figured, what the heck? I'm in a heck hole. And uh, why not? Just, I'm white trash like with her. Anyways, I couldn't help that I needed to clean everything before anything sexual could happen but that ain't going to happen i would need i'm young still and i mean and you'll hear in other episodes i brought my cape and uh i did it but i was so sweaty i'd have to shower listen back in those days i showered 3 times a day i'd shower to wake up after my constitution and then I'd shower when I got home because, well, you know, I did garage doors and I had grease on me and sweat and I'd be in the worst conditions. 
If it was 100 degrees out, it'd be 120 in the garage. Or vice versa, if it was 20 out, it'd be 10 below in the garage. I remember so many times my hat getting stuck. It was so cold. My hat would stick on the garage door if I got too close. And I'd pull away and I wouldn't have a hat on no more. You know, that or... I'm really good in the heat, but there was a couple times as I got older, I would start getting dizzy, and I would fight through it, though, because I had to. I wasn't going to ask nobody for nothing. That's the kind of guy I am. I'll help you. I'll give you the shirt off my back, but God forbid I'm not going to take anything from anybody. That way I don't owe nobody nothing. That's just the way I think. And yes, I'm speaking like this, and I apologize. Okay, off of the digression. I didn't want to go to bed thinking the mess would still be there when I woke up, folks. I had to be delicate about addressing the issue. But it seemed unlikely that she'd change anything. There was something wrong. There was something wrong. I had to figure it out. I agreed to go upstairs with her, realizing that mutt, I'm sorry, her dog was following us up there. And he stayed real close. It was a chocolate Springer Spaniel. Gorgeous dog. Just not my cup of tea when I'm having sex. You know, I just like two of us. You know, I assured her it was her pet. And... I pushed aside any concerns that the dog's behavior or the potential interruption could cause any problems. We entered the bedroom. The dog settled in the front or the end of the bed, you know, watching my every move. Denise began to undress, but it seemed like she was um she had turned the lights off but there was enough light coming in from the bank of windows that i could see everything it was like dim lighting if you had dim lighting in your room and i mean details everything and um she seemed self-conscious about removing her top. So I reassured her. That was fine. You can keep that on, sweetheart. I don't care. I understand. And I understood her hesitation. I didn't want her to feel uncomfortable or rushed or anything. I wanted it to be perfect for her, as perfect as it could be with that little dog telling me, 
looking dead at me. <laughs> you know, if that didn't blow the mood, I don't know. But thank God for that little blue pill. I had never taken one before. This buddy of mine, ah, he was an acquaintance, and he said, just take it. It cost me 60 bucks. Just take it just in case. You know, I told him I was going there, and he said, it works for me perfect every time. I said, I don't need that crap. He says, okay, just take it anyways. And I really wasn't going to take it with me, and thank God I did. That pill started to take an effect, and it was go time. (laughs) I didn't know what to expect, so I hoped that when it wasn't go time that I was finished, you know, I was real unfamiliar with all aspects of this little blue magic miracle pill. And with its duration, I had heard stories about four hours run to the nearest ER. But, you know, now it was my turn. This was all new to me, and I just wanted to ensure that the experience would be memorable for, you know, unfortunately, the state of the house, I was seeing it in my head. The smell was musty, and the dogs present added a layer of discomfort. I worried that he might bite me especially when he sees what I'm going to be doing to his master. However, Denise didn't care. She didn't seem concerned and allowed that dog to stay. And I pleaded with her a couple times. I even put the dog out. She said, what are you doing? Well, that was that. I ensured... uh, I wanted it to become apparent that Denise was not experienced such care and tenderness before. She, um, how can I say this politely? She was crying of tears of joy, touched by a gentle approach that I had taken. I apologize for any pain she may have endured in the past and reassured her that I was there for her. So I capitulated. I said, leave that T-shirt on, sweetheart. And for me, it was time for me to talk real slow and sexy and let things happen in that bedroom that had never happened to her before because her husband obviously was not being her husband and not loving her the right way. And is the best way to say it. Let's just say I took care of her, okay? And 
took my time in a way she had never been taken care of before. And she really, really appreciated it. I, I could tell you, and that's all I can say about that. Then that, ugh, that dog tried to get next to me, and I pushed it away, and she heard me. And she, this must have been, it must have happened before. I thought, so this time I figured, well, if he bites me, oh well. And so I finished up on her. And all I can say about that, the dog tried to get next to me. I pushed it away. And I have so many scars on my body from working my whole life. What's a couple more bite marks? I have some of those too, I figured. And that's another episode. But So I let the dog stay there. And he got right next to me. I mean, he was brushing up against me. And that's close enough, I thought. Just felt like all those little fleas and ticks, they were jumping on me and, okay, I'm done. She got what she needed out of me. And that's all. Denise regained her strength and she decided to take a shower. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not how it's done when you're with me, I thought. I let let her go into the shower. I gave her a minute or two to get in when I heard the water. Then I came in after her, and she was surprised of my boldness, like I was invading her. Obviously, this had never happened to her before. I grabbed uh, this gigantic sponge she had, and I squirted some body wash on it, and I turned her towards the wall. Remember, this is a large shower room. Typically, it's a typical shower room you would see in a 5,000-square-foot house. Okay, you could put 10 people in there, have a party. (laughs) Anyways, I had her put her hands on the wall, and I started soaping her up and down her back. And on her shoulders, I would squeeze the sponge so the sun suds would, like, dribble down her back. And she had some hair growing on the small of her back. I thought, how very sexy. Because she's Italian, you know. She had some peach fuzz growing, black peach fuzz. I thought, I've never seen that before. And the soap dribbled between her buttocks and her crack between there. And... and, um, then I put some more body wash on, and I started at the top of the buttocks, and I split the butt, and then with the sponge, I cleaned her netherlands and her unmentionables. 
And I turned her around, and she allowed me, and I cleaned her Netherlands down there and her unmentionables again. And then I gently sponged her breast and then down to her unmentionables again, separating and the sponge softly up and down. She began to cry uncontrollably while I was holding her in my arms. I had a good feeling what was going on in her head. She'd never felt this before, and I kind of knew it. And so I just held her for like a good five minutes and let her cry it all out and gentle as I could be because I was so fearful I might hurt her. I was pretty strong back then, and she was fragile. She really was. And she got me, you know. I said, why are you crying? Nobody's ever been this gentle with me. Aw. I said, now I hope you know if you've ever listened, folks, to me. She got me hook, line, and sinker. I had to help her then. I had to be patient and find out what's behind all this chaos and help this woman then and find out the story of what's going on. It's not a whiff, bam, thank you, ma'am. No way. She needs me. There's something else going on here. Nobody would allow this and think this was okay what I walked into. I'm so sorry. And then I bent down on my knees and told her to hold up one of her legs and put it on my quad like you try on a shoe like that and i put some more body wash on the and on the sponge and i let her i washed her. i first one leg i cleaned it up and down to her foot without tickling it and then I put that leg down and put her other leg up, and then I rose up. She was about 5'2", and I was 6 foot. I was looking down at her, and I was going to rinse her off now, sweetheart. I grabbed the hand wand, and I rinsed her off thoroughly, even in places you know. I gave her a kiss and I said, get out of here, towel off, go put one of those turban-looking things on your head so you don't catch pneumonia. She laughed at me. She said, you're funny. I said, it's my turn to shower and I don't know how much hot water's going to be left, so I'm going to have to hurry. You need to go rest and just enjoy yourself. With that, I could hear her fumbling outside the door because the glass was frosted with steam and sudden a towel flung over the top of the shower door with 
the words, I'll be waiting for you, sweetheart. I got out of the shower. I towel myself dry. I held my hand to my mouth and checked my breath. <clears throat> when went through the door to the master suite, there she was. Her mouth, she was lying on the bed in total bliss. I was so happy. I mean, what a beautiful sight it was. She had those windows open, and the dog was sitting right next to her where I was going to lie on my pillow. She seemed so exhausted, basking in her blissful aftermath of, you know. However, I realized that I needed to leave since I wasn't going to lie in that filth. So I came up with a quick story. I had an early job tomorrow, I said, at a car dealership, and they only let us work when the customers aren't there, so I have to be there at 4, 4 a.m. Reluctantly, she took me downstairs, and I prepared to depart, and she she kissed me, and she asked me, will I ever see you again? I don't know. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Would that be too soon, I said. She looked into my eyes. Are you real? I smiled back. I said, are you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, with that, I turned, pressed the button on the garage door opener on the wall, got into my Ford Escape, and I sped off. I was reflecting all the way home. I acknowledged the stark contrast between my expectations and reality. It wasn't the romantic encounter I envisioned. And the state of the house was a major turnoff. Nevertheless, I had fulfilled my role, ensuring her satisfaction. You would say, this woman needs my help. I don't know in what capacity, but there's a break. She's broken, and... She doesn't see what's around her. Somebody's beat her down so bad mentally. I need to give her a slice of my confidence to start with, to find out what this man has done to her and see if I could fix this. If this is going to be a hard one, I thought, Gabriel. Hey, Ma, please be quiet. I'm trying to do a podcast down here.